Thanks for joining us for this podcast from the Arctic Institute. I'm Tom Fries, and for this interview, I spoke with Yuri Sergeyev over Skype. Yuri is a renewable energy project coordinator at the Bologna Foundation, an Oslo-based NGO focused on environmental issues, and he works in Bologna's Murmansk office. During the interview, Yuri shared a number of great stories from his experiences, and I wish I could have included them all, but what you'll hear will help to illustrate how the Kola Peninsula serves as a sort of microcosm of many of the issues confronting the expansion of renewable energy in the Arctic as a whole. I started by asking Yuri about his education and how he came to be working for Bologna and Murmansk in the first place. I've started to interest uh, ecology at school. At that time, I was involved in studying the problem of ecological path. This was interesting theme because the nature of Kola Peninsula is unique and beautiful, and um, we find some uh, valley uh, to which I decided to make an ecological path. Uh, but during uh, my study at university, I should uh, make something for living, and I decided to start working on my specialization, and I was a uh, I was working in kindergarten. Uh, in in uh, you are not surprised, but in Russia the men uh, that working in the kindergarten is um, something strange. Yeah. Because in Russia it's a woman woman job. So uh, that's that's why it was um, interesting experience. Because for for example, in the first day it was. Um, something terrible on parents' uh, faces when some uh, <laughs> men with moustaches give uh, them their children and said, hi, I am your new con- kindergarten man. <laughs> so after that, I suddenly heard that some NGO, Belona Murmansk, uh, seeking someone on position of uh, coordinator of renewable energy projects. And I came, I came to interview and said, hi. I would like to work at your organization. <laughs> so after the interview, I got this job. Next, Yuri and I talked about renewable energy throughout Russia and how the Murmansk region compares with other portions of this vast country. Last year, IFC, International Financial Corporation, uh, started a program of uh, financing renewable energy promotion in uh, Russia. Okay. It's a huge program for five years, and they're going to spend on uh, this program 150 million dollars. And uh, for the first year, they um, are traveling around the Russia, visiting every region, uh, so the persons from IFC, and trying to find out what the climate, uh, in, invest climate in the region, what's the position of uh, regional government, uh, what are the technical resources of renewable energy. And in uh, the end of previous year, we uh, know the result of this traveling by IFC and our region was not in the regions that are going in west. They, uh, yes, they choose, if I'm not mistaken, they choose Belgorod. It's in the south of uh, Russia. They choose Arkhangelsk, Arctic region, um, Kaluga Oblast, and Kamchatka region. And they said that the main reason to choose the region was the local government agree and interested in promotions of renewable energy. And they said that in your region we did not see any uh, interest to promotion uh, the renewable energy. 
Next, I asked Yuri what projects are already underway in Murmansk and what he thought the future might hold. I can't say that because of our situation that we um, have in Murmansk region, we don't have any, like I can say, brilliant example of uh, <laughs> renewable energy. We have a small wind uh, mill on uh, 200 kilowatts. And this is a story of 10 years while that was an idea. And uh, now this uh, windmill gives um, electricity to the grid. But it was the story of 10 years. So it uh, was hard struggle. And another, another example that I can give you that um, uh, the story of windmill park in uh, Murmansk region. Uh, the Dutch company um, Wind Life Energy and uh, he, its director Paul Lodges decided to make a windmill park in nearby Murmansk. So it should be a park on 200 megawatts. And 10 years pass from the idea, and they just have that uh, government give uh, the land to them. So nothing else has happened in 10 yes, years? They, yes, they have uh, different agreements with um, uh, some company that makes uh, wind turbines. So uh, they have uh, different agreements with government uh, that we will promote it renewable energy, we will cooperate in promotion renewable energy, and every year in different conferences they're speaking about that yes, we will have a windmill park in Murmansk region, but <laughs> only the last um, decision was to give the land. Next, I asked Yuri what other reasons there were for the failure of renewable energy to take hold on the Kola Peninsula. He mentioned the surplus of energy that comes from the aging Kola nuclear power plant as a primary factor, but said that the time to invest in a replacement is now, not when the nuclear plant shuts down altogether. Our region is um, have more uh, electropower than it needs, because we uh, sell some uh, Electric power to Finland, for example. It's a normal situation when you speak you, when you are started to speak about uh, renewable energy, and you have a question: Why we need another sources of energy when we have a lot of energy and we don't use uh, that amount uh, that we have? Right. And that is the problem too. So in Russia, we have very strong uh, nuclear lobby, and the age of exploitation of uh, our nuclear power stations are uh, always continue. Mm -hmm. So even if it's old, we, we have uh, uh, different meetings with um, experts, not we, but uh, Rosatom. And they're speaking, oh, it's okay, it can work for five more years. <laughs> it's something strange because after Fukushima, for example, uh, a lot of countries decided to shut down yeah. Uh, nuclear power stations. And Russia decided to build some more. In my opinion, uh, our government should think uh, that uh, early or later uh, the Kola nuclear power plant will shut down. And then we will have the situation when we have no energy. So th that's why this is a problem. And uh, we should think about this situation now when we have time. The nuclear power plant near Murmansk is clearly in it for the long haul, but I asked Yuri anyway which renewable technologies he thought were the most promising for the Kola Peninsula and, afterward, for the Arctic as a whole.
if we are speaking of future and only about my opinion, I think that uh, the future is for the ocean energy. Because major achievements have taken place over the last few years uh, with various ocean energy systems having been deployed at sea in several countries. And these technologies are making transition from research to demonstration now and then it will to market penetration. Uh, because uh, ocean energy technologies are not yet economically competitive uh, with um, different other kinds of uh, energy like wind or hydro. But in medium terms, these technologies will be competitive and uh, they have very many perspectives in uh, the future because the potential of worldwide wave energy, for example, is... Um, estimated in order of 1 to 10 terawatts, which is the same uh, order of magnitude as world electrical energy production capacity. So, uh, in my opinion, the future is on a wave energy, wave and tidal. Speaking about Kola uh, Peninsula, the future of renewable energy, as, can, as I can see, it's um, working with uh, remoted and decentralized settlements. Transport uh, links fuel costs uh, are increasing in coastal areas of the Kola Peninsula by 30-70% and in uh, remote areas of the mainland by 150-200%. The government of these small settlements, they uh, pay enormous uh, money for the fuel. Right. And this uh, economic uh, factors then can be the plus for their decision to uh, try renewable energy. That's why, in my opinion, the first steps in renewable energy will in Onkola Peninsula will be in this uh, field. To close the interview, I asked Yuri about the biggest hurdle standing in the way of renewable energy's development as an industry in Russia. Lack of legislation is the most challenge that we need to face and to do something with it. As far as we have in Russia good legislation in this kind of question, we will have uh, the renewable energy promotion speedily uh, with big steps. Uh, a lot of uh, people in Europe uh, working with renewables, they are only waiting for loss in Russia that will protect their investments. Every in investor, he wants the returning of his money and he wants to save his money, to make it safe. Yeah. And uh, in uh, the situation when you have a lack of legislation, when you don't have laws that protect your investments, it's very hard to speak with somebody to, hey, give money to Murmansk region, but I don't make you any positions that you will return them. Thanks for listening to this Arctic Institute podcast. The Arctic Institute is based in Washington, D.C. You'll find other interviews and new research on our website, thearcticinstitute.org. The music you've heard at either end of the interview is by the band Ghost and was downloaded and licensed under Creative Commons. For more information on this podcast or our other work, please send us an email. You'll find a link on our homepage.